Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Fly With Us podcast. This podcast is bringing the art of conversation, self-love, self-care, mental health care and protection, life lessons, love lessons, and everything in between. Today, we're going to talk about chasing those dreams. I'm your girl, Lady Bounce. And I am Pickett Fence. Today's Mindfulness Minute is called Have a Sense of Meaning. What you do... Want what? Excuse me. Let me start that over. What do you want to do with your life? If you want to be happier about the work and your future, then find something that has real meaning for you. No matter what your goal is, how big it is, research has proven that if your goal has a sense of meaning for you, you will be happier pursuing it. If you know your work has a meaningful, positive impact on others or the world, you will be happier pursuing that path word up now that was powerful really powerful you have we gotta pause you know you gotta pause on that one because you know i I spread that shortly after we had a conversation on the way to work um sometime like a week ago or something like maybe two weeks ago Uh, and we were talking about basically how Society is trying to, has always done this too, at least in modern times, push people to chase um, money and not simply things that make uh, make them happy. Um, for, when I'm, now we're talking about careers is what we were talking about. A lot of people um, are like, you know, go to college, but go to some, do something that's going to make you some money. And of course, there are a lot of um, things, times that we see people go to college and they end up not even working in their field. But I think that we shouldn't be saying, go, um, make sure you go to school for something that's going to get you a lot lot of money. I think that we need to revert back to just doing things that make us happy. Um, And of course, money can um, put you in a position where you are happy. You know, you, you say money can't buy you love, but money, you, we've seen the money can pretty much buy anything. Um, mm. But at what cost? Everything has a, 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 what's the ebb and flow is what they say, a give and a go. And a, a lot of times that you might get a job that gets you mad money, but you might hate that job. You know, and I think that we're, we're gearing people just to do things that, Oh, this is going to get you, you know, that's a good career right there. You can make a lot of money. That's the first thing people say, like when we say what our daughter's going to school for. Oh, you can make a lot of money in that. That's not her goal. Her goal is since she's been a toddler, she's always been what we call mother hen. She's always wanted to uh, help people. And that's the reason she's chosen that field is because she feels that she can help people. Not because she can make a lot of money doing it. Now, that's a good result. That that is a job that she can make a nice amount of money for herself and her future generations. But the goal is being able to help people. And um, and I think, you know, when I was thinking about that after our conversation, I was thinking like. My happiest times in my life, I was dirt poor. Dirt McGirt poor odb <laughs> welfare stamp Picking out the poor. welfare check and in, in the limo and the, and yeah except i didn't have a limo i didn't even we didn't even have a car but 
our, I guess the RTA was our limo. <laughs> But, you know, because we, I was just living, doing the things that made me happy. I was I was going to the club every weekend, battling people and dancing and or I was on the corner rhyming or I was in my room for like hours. A lot of people don't realize how much time like, you know, I spent a lot of time out going out, playing basketball and stuff like that and hanging out with my friends. But I used to spend hours in my room either writing songs or practicing how to scratch you know or messing with my little sample that I had hours and that one kept me out of trouble from the environment that I was in um two it was just like I said it was the pursuit of something that I that was encoded in me and a lot of times we we leave that behind I think back, you know, like I said, this is something that's not new. We've always done this. When I was graduating from high school, my family, whole family was saying, yo, you need to go to college and find something in college, you know, that's going to, you know, get your job. And then I just, I just put some stuff down. Like, I'm, I, you know, I'm an athlete. I'll, I'll go be a gym teacher. I'll go to school, be a gym teacher. You know, and that, and doing that, I was being taught to um forget for a time um, or taking me off the path of just doing what I wanted to do. You know, I eventually got back and went to ICB and learned more about what I love to do. And, and once again, I was back in that happy pocket. But when I was at Central State, besides hanging with my friends, kicking it, I wasn't happy at all. First of all, because they were jerks on money. I don't care what people say about this HBCU stuff. No, go to a regular college where they got their stuff together. Because they didn't. They still owe me money. I want my money. <laughs> you know, but... <laughs> you know, but, you know, back to the point is, like, I think that we... um Looking at places like Canada, like, um, where they're always trying to help make their society more happier um, because then there's less crime. Um, they have more productive workers because even if you do end up with a regular job and don't achieve your goal, they still want you to, they still teach you to chase it or at least pursue it as long as possible until you get it. So what, what say you, what, what say you remember that conversation we had, we're having about, you know, telling kids, go into fields where they would make money yeah well you know in my line of work i i have the the fortunate to work with young people and to help guide them on a path um after high school and so in doing that i make sure that i am very clear when i'm talking to my students that you don't have to go to college to make a lot of money you don't have to go to college because someone someone else is telling you to go chase a dollar it is okay to completely carve out your own path now with that being said that doesn't mean you get to graduate from high school and just go get a mediocre you know job or you know something like that because you're going to be the next youtube star no we need to do this in with uh reality in mind and when I say reality in mind, reality of what can you do? What skills do you have? What dreams and goals do you have? 
what goals do you have besides making a lot of money? Because the first thing when I ask my students, what are your goals? I want to be rich. Well, how are you going to get there? What are you going to do? What are you passionate about? What do you mean? What are you passionate about? When you wake up in the morning, what drives you to keep going? What drives you throughout the day? That's your passion. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that you are meant to do. And, excuse me, unfortunately, a lot of our, our young people don't have that mindset. And one of my students told me that, he said, Ms. Webb, I'm not allowed to have that mindset because I got to go make money. So I'm not allowed to have dreams and goals. I'm not allowed to have things that I want to pursue that is not going to net me any money. And that was a really powerful statement coming from someone so young that he he has already recognized that we are caught up in the, the matrix or the rat race where money is everything. Mm-hmm. And he he doesn't have the childlike innocence anymore to dream. Mm. And I think that we've done a disservice as a society by making the monetary things look so good that we we have gotten people to a point where that's all they see are the gains from from having money, from making money. You know, like you said, working a job that you don't really like just because it pays well. I've done that before. I stayed in a job that I absolutely hated because the money was good and I was miserable. Mm-hmm. We we really, you know, need to get away from the dollar is the where all end all be all when it comes to happiness in this world. Because even those people who have a lot of money, if you ask them, are they really happy? You will get a really different answer. Because they're probably finding out that money doesn't make you happy. Like, right. yeah, I, I do this job and I make a lot of money, but if I'm honest, I really want to be a painter. Or if I'm honest, I really want to open a daycare, but that's not going to make any money. You know, if, if I was honest, this is really what I want to do. This is my passion, but I got bills to pay. Mm-hmm. And so... I'd like to see us, you know, be more like Canada where they they pride themselves on turning out good citizens for the world, not necessarily more taxpayers. Right. And so when you when you think about it like that and think about what we have the opportunity to cultivate, you know, we're really missing out on a great opportunity to change the world for the better. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And, um, you know, we were watching TV earlier today and, and it's just sparked a lot of things thinking about the future. It was like, I see, you know, I'm not a teacher, but I see kids every day on my way to work. And I don't think that these kids of today, at least in an urban setting, have really have a clue of what's going on out here in this world or have any aspects for future for themselves. I don't think they even think about the future because they're so been pumped with information that they don't have a future. There's no future for them to go to and, and most right. aspects of their life. There's like, there's not, there's not going to be a future for you. Um, the right. things that they're programming these kids to do 
it's it's just like man it's gonna be sad and uh you know what we were watching was atlanta a real popular show if you haven't watched atlanta the last few years you need to go back and get into it because it's really really thought-provoking show it's kind of weird at times but it's really they really really encode those messages in there and and they lace it with soundtrack that fits that completes the story and in the latest episode they played a a song that i've always loved by gil scott heron you know basically where he's talking about we have to save the children and i don't think that we're really doing anything to save the children nowadays i mean besides like the work that you do you're really trying to help but um when you look at our society you're a bookend and and you're a strong bookend for these kids, but on the other side, if there's no other bookend and the books are still falling right. off the shelf. And, you know, we always talk about, there's a billion programs that programs. say that they million, mentor and, and do different things. But I think one of the solutions you talked about is merging a lot of those programs together. And one thing that you always mention that I that absolutely has to be done and for any mentoring program to work is you have to follow them all the way. You cannot um, have this program that's only up to third grade. You know, that's not long enough. You, you have to mentor for the duration. You have to mentor the whole duration until that kid gets to that goal. And then that kid has to go back and get another kid and do the same thing to the duration. Um, that's the only way it's going to work, because if you're just showing up, giving a speech and you never see these kids again, that information is going to um, be overwritten by this massive other programming that they're receiving. You, we have to um, flood, flood, flood these kids with a better programming that they're receiving most of most of the day and night. You know, it's like one of the things you talk about when you talk about um, kids being allowed to listen to music. What kind of music? What what kind of music do they listen? Do they listen to this um, this psychopathic super depressed <laughs> bipolar music we were, we were watching uh what was that movie we were watching about uh kid cuddy and i was like well, wait a minute what happened was i asleep or something during this period of time that like everybody became depressed and, and stuff now i know one thing that that was heavily involved with that is they started giving all these kids drugs saying that it was helping them it was altering their DNA and their minds. And I mm -hmm. think that that's one thing. And then these kids started trying to make money selling their prescription drugs to other kids. And, and everybody's taking these mind alternating things. But like, it's like it was some period, like I guess about 2004-ish to 10, that every kid is depressed. Every, every one of them. And they want to hear depressing stuff. They want to hear bad stuff. None of them. That, that's why they're not happy. They aren't indulging in happiness. I don't think they even well, the, understand what that is. A lot of them feel is. like they can't. Yeah, true. Some of true. them 
feel like they they they're not allowed to be happy or or they can't be happy because i gotta point. take care of my little brother and my little sister i gotta go get a job because i gotta help pay bills so i'm not allowed to be happy my mama ain't happy my aunties is helping raise me they ain't none of them happy so i don't mm. get to be happy either happiness is not something we cultivate as a society so my mom ain't happy she always mad she always yelling cussing ticked off about something my aunties are the same way the couple of uncles that i have are always in a state of chaos and confusion and frustration in their lives so if that's all i'm seeing i'm listening to music that is making it so somebody that understands what they're going things. right so, so like you're this saying this person understands okay okay I, I, I that's 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 a good point that's a good point so we have a couple of different situations here we have they need somebody like i said that mentor to follow them all the way um another thing is that we need um to like we always do is pr promote um seeing someone professional to talk to um and, and another thing that we have going on is that uh like, like the show topic is, we need to let people know that it's okay to dream again. We live in yeah. a world where, where we're saying, don't do that. Or we're living in a world where for, there was a, a, a period of time where, where we were teaching each other, programming each other like a, to just to worship drama. Worship drama. We had all, you know, all these scripted reality shows that were supposed to be real and these kids would think it was real and think that that's the way that you're supposed to live. And so they started living as chaotic as this, this scripted show that wasn't really real. That's why I always hated Love and Hip Hop. I, I hate that show. Somebody should have beat, beat the creators of that show up with like a bag of soap badly because it didn't have anything to do with love or hip hop. Neither one, neither one of those things were involved in that show. We, we got the the famous um, wedding proposal from Chrissy to Jim Jones, and they're still. I don't even married. know about that. So there's love. I, I don't even know about because I didn't even watch that much of it. Just watching, you know, the answers. It's just like when um, Empire came on. I said, this is a horrible depiction of our culture. This is not how things are really go. And then you have people thinking that. And then the kids that didn't grow up in the era of the beginnings of the culture think that that's what the reality of it is. And they try to do that and, and it doesn't work out or or that they don't accept it. I don't know. It's, it's, it's It kind of makes you mad, but you can't really be mad because you also have to... Um, live with the fact that you can see what's going on but it still kind of makes you upset because you want to change it so that's the other piece is how do we change or restructure our communities you're the teacher i'm gonna let you take it from here okay so the, the first thing we have to do is give ourselves grace as as the adults in these kids lives that we haven't always gotten it right that we don't always know what the answer is and once we get past that and we've given ourselves grace, forgive yourself for, for the things that you didn't teach your child because you didn't know or you didn't have time or you were too busy. Now, once you get through with that, you know, self-proclaimed pity party, 
then hit the ground running. Start to do something different. Get involved in these kids' lives. Know who their friends are. Know what they're into. Know what they're interested in. And then tell them it's okay to dream. Help them pursue a dream. Help them find a dream. Tell them what your dream was. I'm pretty sure you at some point had a dream. You had something that you wanted to do. You had something that you just knew, hands down, unequivocally, you were going to do with your life. Take your child back to that moment and let them have their moment. Let them have that. Let them dream. Let them see what is possible. And you know yourself from having, you know, not you, but you as a parent, you know yourself from having menial jobs that you've hated, that either... You hate it, but it made you a lot of money or it made you no money and you still hated it. We need to start telling our children that this doesn't have to be your life. You can go and pursue your passion. And if you pursue your passion properly, you can make a profit from it. And, you know, like that saying goes, if you love what you do, then you never work a day in your life. I love what I do for a living, even when it's hard. I still come back the next day and I do it again because this is my passion. Am right. I making the money that I should be making by doing it? Not even close. But I'm doing okay for myself. But my happiness and my mental health care and protection is much more important than a dollar bill. Mm -hmm. I'm happy and I am fulfilled. We need to start telling our kids it's okay to be happy and fulfilled and money will come. And maybe... Maybe it won't, but you still want to be happy. Definitely. Definitely. So this week's self-care assignment is going to be chase your dreams. Stop that old saying of don't put all your eggs in one basket. No, put all of them joints in that basket because you don't plan on coming back. Let's stop telling people don't burn bridges. Burn that bridge down because you don't want that negativity on the other side to catch up with you. Burn it and keep going with all those eggs in that basket. And that's word up. Word up. Now, before we get out of here, let's get into my favorite part of the show. Doom, 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 doom. Brain science, 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 science. All right. So we've been talking about following dreams, making dreams come true, chasing our dreams more importantly. These are eight steps to making good decisions for your goals and your dreams. Do you ever feel stuck in any area of your life? Are you too scared to take the appropriate steps to advance your career, relationships, health, and wealth? Do you want to start making successful choices that will continually move you in the direction of your dreams? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, it may be time to assess your decision-making process. Understanding how the process works is essential to bypassing major obstacles along your path to success. So let's, for a moment, recall the most difficult choices you face in your adult life. Choosing healthcare plan, leaving your job, figuring out how to save for retirement. Decision-making plays a major role in the way events unfold in our lives. But people don't usually pay much attention to the profound effects of making decisions. Most of us move through life oblivious to what thoughts we're thinking and what actions we're taking. However, the daily decisions we make create our own personal reality and our decisions shape us into who we are as individuals. So when it comes to focusing on our goals and our dreams, 
Here's eight things you can do to make it happen. First, use both sides of your brain. What is the first step in the decision-making process? When making a big decision, you feel empowered to use both sides of your brain. Instead of just your logical left side, it's important to find balance between emotion and reason. Both your decision-making and idea-generating processes start in your left prefrontal, prefrontal con cortex, and there isn't enough emotion behind these processes. The part of your brain called the nucleus accumbens doesn't activate. If the nucleus accumbens doesn't, isn't activated, dopamine, which is that feel-good hormone we always talk about, recognize, that recognizes reward, won't be released into your body and you'll likely remain unmotivated and back in your comfort zone. And decisions made from your comfort zone never turn out well long-term. Mm. Second, visualize your future and your successful self. If you want to know how to make successful decisions, take a moment to think about what success means to you. How do you define personal success? Write your answer down in your journal or on a piece of paper. Next, I want you to visualize your ideal future self. You can do this by getting into a relaxed position, closing your eyes, and allow, and allow your mind to wander and daydream. Mm. What do you see and feel? Are you beaming with energy? Do you have a healthy glow? Are you in the best shape? Creative visualization is an important technique for those of us on a path of great success. When you have a positive mental image and see yourself as a successful person, you begin to believe you are capable of perfect health, happiness, and wealth. Wow. Mm. Recognize the power behind each decision you make. Before you make a decision, you have to understand the effects of your choice. Any decision you make causes a chain of events to happen. For example, if a company you love to work for re requires you to do a presentation for key stakeholders before you're hired and you decide not to go through with it because you have a fear of public speaking, that decision may result in you missing out on an opportunity at your own multi-million dollar company in the future. In any case, it all boils down to making the first decision to overcome your fears so you can do what you love and be financially independent for the rest of your life. Yeah. Go with your gut. Somebody I know has an album called Guts. But anyway, when you find yourself wavering between multiple options, your intuition is one of the most powerful tools you can use. To hone in on your gut feelings, stop for a moment. Don't think about the pros and cons. Simply sit in a quiet place and notice what feelings come to the surface. Do you feel tight in your chest area or an open lightness in your heart? Do you feel relief, excitement? Research shows that our instincts often first hit us on a visceral level, telling us what we need to know before our consciousness catches up. Mm. I had to like sit with that for a second. Mm -hmm. Pause. Anyway, so when, when making decisions, you've got to tune into your inner wisdom. The best ancient advice for figuring out what you truly want is to look within. So before making those moves, listen to your gut and explore that funny feeling. You've most likely had a hunch before, an inkling that steered you in the right direction. That's your sixth sense communicating with you. Pay attention to it. Number five, don't ask other people what you should do. Let me say that one more time. Pause. What is for you is for you. You don't have to ask people what they think. It makes it even more difficult to make a decision when you are caught up in other people's ideas and viewpoints of what you should think 
do and react. If you ask four different people what you should do, you will likely get four different answers. Now, that is not to say don't consult someone of higher moral authority that is different than consulting your peer group. So feel free to consult the people who will be directly affected by your decision and then confidently let everyone know what you've decided. Number six, ask yourself the right questions. Once you know how you feel about the decision, it's time to ask your brain the right questions. What do I want in this lifetime? Will the outcome of my decision move me closer to what I truly want? Does the benefit outweigh the cost? Is the level of risk worth the reward? Number seven, align your life with your core values. Decisions you make based on your core values create motivational alignment. So make your decisions based on whether or not they align with your biggest and highest values, your passions and your priorities, or it's not going to feel like you made the right choice. Before you can figure out if the decision is united with the things that mean the most to you, you first need to get clear about what those values are. So make a written list of your highest values. And once you're clear, make a list of all the ways your choice aligns or doesn't align with those values. And last but not least, whatever you decide to do, have grit and gusto. When it comes to taking action in your life, you've got to have a strong backbone. So before you start your own business, make sure you're doing something that motivates you to persevere despite any failures you may encounter. Along with grit, having gusto is an equally important trait of successful people. You've got to be passionate about the life choices you make. There's power in that passion. So when it comes to making the right decision, don't fall back into the comfort zone and stay in a career that you can't stand. Find ways to fire up your spirit and take giant leaps toward your dreams. When you have passion and perseverance for your long-term goals, you can accomplish anything. Word up. <laughs> that was dope. That was I, I, the best. I, yeah, that was dope though. I, I, the brain science always gets me, and that was that was a good one. Now let's um continue to fly with us and let's chase our dreams together. That's our show for this week. You can find us wherever you find your favorite podcast. Don't forget to like on the Facebook page and share those daily self-care assignments. They may help you. They may help a friend. It's your boy, Picket Fence. I'm your girl, Lady Bounce. We out of here. Peace.